Well, hello there, friend, and welcome to the My Adoption Coach podcast. I am so glad that you decided to join us today. My name is Amanda, and I'm an adoption profile expert. I help hopeful adoptive families create, edit, and share their adoption profiles with expectant families so that you can match faster. I do this by giving you step-by-step resources to help you all along your adoption journey. So let's dive right in. If we haven't met yet, my name is Amanda, and I'm an adoption profile expert. I've worked in marketing for some of the largest brands in the world for well over 20 years, and I have a bachelor's and master's in journalism and a deep passion for connecting expectant families and hopeful adoptive families. I've spent well over a thousand hours talking with expectant and birth families to understand why they pick certain families over another. I've taken that experience and my passion for adoption to help hopeful adoptive families tell their stories through the creation and sharing of their adoption profiles. If you haven't yet subscribed to this podcast, please click the little three dots in the top right-hand corner if you're listening to this on Apple and click follow the show. That's going to allow you to be notified each week when I release new episodes. The self-matching adoption journey can be so confusing, but it doesn't have to be that way. So before we kick into today's episode, I want you to head on over to myadoptioncoach.com backslash self-match help so that you can get a download that walks you through the entire process from start to finish. Okay. All right. So today we get to talk about the exciting part of the adoption journey where the baby's born and really what do you do next? So within this part or phase four, as I like to call it, of the self-matching journey, we are going to be talking about three steps within phase four. I think you guys have picked up on the pattern, right? 12 total steps, four phases, three steps in each phase. Can you tell I'm kind of systematic that way? (laughs) If you've been around me for a minute, you know that and you probably think it's funny by now, or at least I hope you do. Okay. So There are three steps in phase four. Okay, so step one of phase four is revocation and finalization. Let's break down what those words mean. Revocation means that is the period of time in which the expectant family has to change their mind on placing the child for adoption. That period of time varies dramatically. In some states, it can be 48 hours after birth. In some states, it can be 60 days after birth. And in some situations, if the child is Native American, you actually have to go through what's called ICWA, the Indian Child Welfare Act. And that policy means both tribes have to approve and you have to go through the revocation period for that state. So making it up for the sake of example, if you're, if the state that the child was born in was a 30-day revocation, you would stay there for 30 days, and then the adoption actually couldn't be finalized until both tribes approved as well as revocation had passed. Um, in some states, they allow those things to run simultaneously. Some states, they don't. If you are adopting a child of Native American descent, make sure you match or excuse me, excuse an adoption attorney specifically that has experience in Native American adoption. You um, that is a more highly specialized field. Okay. So the next word in this like peer uh, phase, if you will, or step within phase four was finalization. Remember revocation and finalization. Finalization is the period in which the adoption becomes final, that the child legally becomes your child. 
And in that phase, you are typically going to have requirements from your home state as it relates to finalization that will typically include post-placement visits. They want to come and see that the child is doing well in your home, the child is thriving in your home, and see how you're adjusting as becoming a family. And then the social worker will write those home visit reports up, those post-placement reports up, and they become part of the file that gets shared with the judge whenever you go for the finalization hearing. And really what they're looking for is medical records of how the child is doing and then just seeing how you're interacting as a family. They write a report and share it. Some states require them to be physical visits. Some states allow phone calls to also be part of the visit. Some states require one visit. Some states require three visits. It, again, is all governed by the state law that you're in. But after revocation is over, you move into the finalization period. And the last step in the finalization period is actually actually going to court. And in that period of time, you are actually the legal guardian of this child. You're not the child's um, parent, if you will, in the eyes of the government. Um, You are their legal guardian. Okay. So step two in phase four is post-placement support. Now, this is a step that is often overlooked. And I will be quite frank that I didn't even know this was a step until we were well into the finalization phase of our first adoption. Wasn't part of my research. I had just researched what happened up until that point. And then when our social worker mentioned it, honestly, it kind of caught me a little bit by surprise. I was like, oh, I hadn't thought about this. But there is, there are resources that I would highly suggest that you would research on your own that really give support to not only you, but also to the expected families. So if you're matching with an agency attorney or maybe even a consultant, they're going to have resources like counseling and other support services to surround the expected family, now birth family, because the child has been born, to surround the birth family. And in doing that, oftentimes... Um, a couple of things happen. One, they may have some support, but not enough support, or um, some of the expectant families opt out of using it and then it expires. So I would really just encourage you to think through what type of support would be appropriate. And I'm not necessarily meaning money per se, but, you know, counseling services, other services like that, that might be helpful for the birth family. Then from a hopeful adoptive parent perspective, you also need post-placement support. Um, if you haven't fully dealt with any sort of grief or infertility loss that you might have experienced, then this is often a time where hopeful adoptive families, now adoptive families, uh, really see that rear its ugly head, in my opinion. This is a period where um, you could actually have postpartum depression from the adoption journey. And it can be oftentimes triggered um, or set into to play, if you will, through your infertility journey. And then once the adoption finalizes, it could be something that really can happen to you. And so again, these are all things that you need to be mindful of, be aware of, and really seek out support resources. I always believe that you should also support your adopted child, no matter if they're adopted from birth 
or forward or older um, as a part of the post-placement adoption services as well. But I'll talk a little bit more about that as it relates to parenting in just a moment. But if you are finding this helpful, I have tons of additional resources for you to check out inside the free guide. So I have created this free guide for you that walks you through the self-matching process step-by-step. Just head on over to myadoptioncoach.com backslash self-match help and that will be emailed to you really quickly. And inside there, you'll find other resources and links to people that I recommend that you connect with. Okay. All right. So let's talk about the last step in phase four, which is parenting an adopted child. Now, I believe that you should communicate that the child is adopted in age-appropriate ways from the very first moment that they enter your arms. They should know, and it should not be this big surprise as to that they're adopted. Um, There are tons and tons and tons and tons and tons of resources for you on these topics. I am not a parenting expert, and I for sure will not tell you how to parent other than to parent with openness, connection, and being genuine about this child's story. I have been in too many situations where I have seen the hurt that can come from that, from the the lies of not sharing this child's full story with them. And I want you to really think about kind of the long view, if you will, here. Um, And there are some podcasts and some other resources here that could really be helpful for you. Again, the very first thing is to tell them that they're adopted in age-appropriate ways. The next thing I would really suggest for you as it relates to parenting adopt a child is to grow and educate yourself intentionally in this space and try to always do it one to two steps ahead of where your child is developmentally intentionally so that you are ready for what's happening. Now, I'm not saying that you need to specifically only look at adoptive parent resources, but instead you need to have a mixture of resources in your arsenal. You need to decide what type of parenting style you're going to use. Are you going to use a whole child approach? Are you going to use a gentle parenting approach, a conscious parenting approach? What is your parenting style and figuring that out? The next thing you need to do as it relates from a resource perspective is understand parenting an adopted child. What are the appropriate language things to be using? How do you make it normal and part of your everyday family and life? And then how are you prepared for those big questions that are going to come up as they grow older? When it when they're very small and tiny in your home, it may not seem like a big deal. But then you're going to walk into a doctor's office and someone's going to ask you a question and you're not going to know the answer. Then you're going to go to school and the kids are going to start talking about your like preschool and the kids are going to start talking about babies being in mommy's belly. This child didn't come from your belly. So it's things that are age appropriate and being prepared for those are going to really help you. And the next thing that I would say that really is going to help you in that particular example is seeing it from their perspective while leaving your baggage at the door. So when you oftentimes, um, your children will ask you a question and you'll find yourself responding to them like they're a mini adult and really just giving them like the matter of fact answer. But 
actually what you need to do is stop and think, what is the question they're really asking? And based upon their understanding of the world and their understanding of their life, really, what are they asking? Seek to understand what they're really trying to understand and then answer it genuinely and honestly while leaving your baggage at the door. And I say this leaving your baggage at the door intentionally because what I find with a lot of those in my community that have walked through this journey is that when we get into this phase, some of us can feel a little triggered and defensive about the questions about our children's first families. And let me tell you, first and foremost, friend, I know it is hard. I know that in your mind, this child is your child and that sometimes those questions can hurt your heart just a little bit, but they are perfectly within their right to want to understand their full universe, their full world. That includes their first families, no matter how connected they are or not. So make sure that you're leaving your baggage at the door, that you're dealing with your own stuff. Um, (laughs) Avoiding the word I can't say for a clean podcast, right? And clean YouTube channel, but deal with your own stuff. Go see a therapist, go talk to a friend, check out resources, educate yourself proactively. That really is the best thing that you can do when it comes to parenting and adopt a child is to educate yourself proactively on what's coming up and what's next or on the horizon. And if it doesn't become a thing for your family, then great, then awesome. Then you just have a little extra knowledge and wisdom, maybe to help someone else in the community, to lend a helping hand to someone else. Okay, so I know I got a little soapboxy there with our last step friend, um, but I really want you to hear me say that the best thing you can do from a overall journey perspective is to be prepared for every step that comes along in your adoption journey. And parenting an adopted child is one of those steps. Okay, so I trust that you found this incredibly valuable today. If you haven't checked out the free resource that I have for you over at myadoptioncoach.com backslash self-match help, then please do that. That's going to walk you through the the self-matching or independent adoption journey step by step. But if you are ready for like what I call the master's level, like, you know, level 100, as it relates to your self-matching journey, then I really would suggest that you check out the course, The Ultimate Guide to Self-Matching Your Adoption. Within that course, you will get videos on each individual step within each individual phase of the overall self-matching journey. And I give you resources to help you take each step. I give you resources of things to research. I give you resources like Excel documents where you fill out a budget or where you plan your maternity leave. I give you Excel documents on how you can track conversations you're having. I give you PDFs that you complete based upon setting the vision of where this child's life and where you're headed. So there are all kinds of different resources inside of that. And if you are self-matching your adoption, my clients tell me it is indispensable to walk you through it. And it's incredibly um, cheap and cheerful, as I like to call it. So it is something you can clearly do on a self-matching budget. Remember, friend, no matter what type of support you get through your adoption journey, you are worthy of support. I am here with you every step of the way. I'll see you soon.